welcome back to the antenna podcast today we'll be talking about hearing loss so the topics we'll be covering are noise induced hearing loss unilateral hearing loss the different challenges faced by people music and hearing loss typically for teenagers who listen to loud music how exactly you can protect your hearing from loud noises how to manage hearing loss and how to help a relative cope with hearing loss so let's get started noise induced hearing loss a teenage boy visits an ENT clinic with his mother and complains of a ringing sensation in the ear and a feeling of cotton stuck in the ear the previous night he had spent the entire night playing with firecrackers and his friends because it was diwali when we did an audiogram we found out that there was a 35 decibel hearing loss at the 4000 and 8000 hertz frequencies so we called him for follow up after many days and when he came back his audiogram had completely turned to normal this patient is an example of a temporary threshold shift or a reversible hearing loss because of an exposure to an intense impulse of a sound which is often because of firework or because of some sort of procession or a rock concert if the sound is too loud or the duration of exposure is too long such as a noise in a factory it can lead to a permanent threshold shift and this condition is called noise induced hearing loss which has no cure acoustic trauma occurs when excessive sound energy strikes the inner ear when we are exposed to sounds that are loud or loud sounds that last for too long the small sentences and sensitive structures in our inner ear called the hair cells can be damaged the hair cells the job of those hair cells is to convert this sound energy into electrical energy that travels to our brain the louder the sound the shorter the time period before the noise induced hearing loss can occur the sound is measured in a unit called decibels continuous exposure to more than 85 decibels is dangerous to the ears firecrackers land in the category of 120 to 160 decibels and even a 140 decibel sound can cause a hearing can cause an ear ache so imagine this the damage that can be done by these firecrackers which are almost 160 decibels so any such loud intensity sound like a 160 decibel sound can also damage the eardrum and can also cause dislocation of the ear ossicles that is the bones which are there in the middle ear which help transmit the sound to the inner ear and even higher intensity can cause a leakage of the inner ear fluid leading to permanent hearing loss associated with dizziness so the symptoms which the person can face apart from hearing loss are a sense of fullness in the ear noise or a constant ringing sensation known as tinnitus in the ear an ear ache often bleeding from the ear and sometimes dizziness so the size the, the signs and the tests that can be done acoustic trauma is suspected if hearing loss occurs after hearing after noise exposure audiometry can determine exactly how much hearing loss has occurred and an audiogram typically shows a notch at 4000 hertz to acoustic emission can also be done which is a very sensitive test for noise induced hearing loss So what is the treatment for noise induced hearing loss? Well this law hearing loss is not really treatable. The goal of treatment is to protect the ear from further damage. 
Hearing aid is prescribed for communication needs only if required. If the eardrum is ruptured, then surgery can be done to repair the eardrum. Ear protection using noise protection earplugs or ear muffs can prevent the hearing loss from getting worse. Noise exposure, whether occupational or recreational, is the leading preventable cause of hearing loss. It can be prevented by avoiding too loud or too long loud sounds and the use of hearing protection wherever necessary. Single-sided hearing loss, how exactly it impacts lifestyle and work and what can be done about it. So imagine sleeping on one side of the bed with the better hearing ear away from the pillow so that you can hear the alarm the next morning when you get up. Otherwise you end up missing the alarm. That is the kind of a life which a person with a single-sided hearing loss has. So what other symptoms are there of a single-sided deafness? Well, that person is not able to hear from one ear. Is not able to locate the direction from where the sound is coming. Is not able to understand speech when there is a huge amount of background noise. And has to turn his head in a certain direction so that the good ear faces the person who is talking. So yeah, they are able to manage their life, but does it have a psychosocial impact? Yes, of course it does. A person with a single-sided hearing loss faces tremendous irritability, fatigue because of the extra effort which is required to listen. There are frequent headaches, stress, ends up in a social isolation kind of a system and is often blamed for not paying attention. They end up avoiding groups because of the noise which overwhelms them and they can hear only half of the components of music, for example, just the piano, just the bass, but not both of them together. So how exactly is this hearing loss diagnosed? Well, the best way to do so is with an audiometry. This test called an audiometry actually helps differentiate between a conductive sensory neural and a mixed type of hearing loss. A conductive hearing loss is often because of a problem in the ear canal like wax or an injury to the eardrum or even infections of the ear. Whereas a sensory neural hearing loss is because of the auditory nerve and the inner ear. So it can either be congenital or just after birth it's kind of a malformation of the inner ear or it can happen acquired later on in life because of various causes like autotoxic drugs or an immunological disease or even infections of the inner ear and very often because of listening to large amount of noise. So what exactly is the treatment of this one-sided hearing loss? If at all it's a conductive hearing loss then medicines and surgery can help in getting rid of it. But if it's a sensory neural hearing loss, then hearing aids are required. But for a permanent one-sided hearing loss, even the normal hearing aids which we know about, they don't help because they don't restore the sensation of that particular side of the ear. So in such a situation, our actual aim is to restore the sensation of the ear by sending a signal to the better side. And this can be achieved with the possible two options. One is Baha or a bone-anchored hearing aid. These are surgically placed into the bone just behind the ear and the sound which is produced is transmitted by sound waves to the other ear via bone transmission. The other non-surgical option is a cross hearing aid wherein the sound is picked up by a microphone worn on the bad ear and wirelessly transmitted to the better ear. This can be done either with a wire that connects the two or wirelessly.
Now, what about children who have hearing loss in only one year? Did you know that if this hearing loss in school children is left untreated, then they're more likely to do worse in exams as compared to children who can hear with both ears. In spite of having normal cognitive abilities, they still end up performing worse than their better hearing counterparts in school. Most of the time, these children with one-sided hearing loss, the hearing loss is missed till he grows sufficiently old to tell his parents about the hearing problem. A child may be labelled as somebody who is just not paying attention in school. So how to help a child with unilateral hearing loss? So the first thing is to keep background noise to a minimum as low as possible. To get the child's attention before you start speaking to them. Position yourself such that you are on the side with the good hearing. Make the teacher in the class aware that the child has this unilateral hearing loss and ask for the child to be seated as near the teacher as possible and with the better ear facing the teacher. So one-sided hearing loss often goes unchecked, unnoticed, but that's not the way it should be. It is something important and it has to be acknowledged and it has to be treated at the right time. Music. Yes, it can lead to hearing loss, especially in the teenagers who are listening to music loud in their ear now. Every time you hear music, you are increasing the risk of damaging your ear. Loud music, that is. Repeated exposure to loud music can permanently damage the inner ear and can cause a permanent hearing loss. There are a huge number of teenagers who have been found at risk of developing hearing problems in the future. And the main reason for that is music apps on your phone, like probably the one you're listening to now. But it's not just the music apps, it's also the high exposure to noise pollution and public entertainment facilities like discos and nightclubs. So musicians, the ones who are performing, are also at a risk of hearing loss. So it's usually the 12 to 35 years age group who usually come from the middle class and affluent families and routinely listen to loud music. Such are the people who are at a higher risk of developing hearing loss. By definition, any individual who is exposed to over 85 decibels of noise for more than 8 hours at a stretch is a high risk individual for hearing loss. The risk of damage of hearing from music depends upon the loudness of the music, how close the person is to the speakers, the duration of exposure to the music, whether there is a family history of hearing loss and the individual susceptibility to hearing loss. So the adverse effect of noise on a teenager's ear is typically in a party or some sort of Diwali function where there are lots of crackers. In such situations, the sound levels are very high before people even realize and they may experience a sudden numbing sensation in the ear followed by a deafening silence. This experience varies from person to person, but teenage partygoers frequently complain about hearing problems after attending a rock concert or a whole night party. Many of these teenagers who complain of temporary hearing loss from time to time may develop a serious problem later in their lives, which is, of course, noise-induced hearing loss. Teenagers from low-income groups working at mines or construction sites or oil drills or any drilling system are at the same risk of developing hearing loss because of the nature of their occupational environments. 
how exactly do you know whether a noise is harmful? If you have to shout to be able to be heard, then of course it is a very very loud noise. If you have pain in the ear because of the noise, then it's harmful. If there's a ringing sensation in your ear after hearing that noise, again it's harmful. And if the ear feels muffled or there's a reduced hearing because of hearing that sound, then also it is harmful. So how to protect your ear from music related damage? A practical set of ways to do that first and foremost is to reduce the volume of your personal music systems which is right in your hand. To take regular breaks from loud music or go to less noisy areas when you're in a club or some sort of party. Stand away from the source of sound or the music speaker. Use noise cancellation headphones to reduce the amount of noise damage which is taking place in your ear. An easier option would be to wear earplugs. This is even better for someone who's a young, you know, professional musician who's uh, performing and and causing all the noise. Very often, custom fit earplugs are also available for people. Any teenager who expose who experiences noise-induced irritability, ear block, buzzing, or a ringing sound in the ear should immediately consult an ENT specialist as soon as possible. and a hearing test should be done for such a teenager in order to prevent more damage to his hearing in the future so how to protect your ears from noise noise levels usually go up when new year is around the corner when there are social gatherings diwali is around the corner there's a party in the house loud music or rock concerts or fireworks all around in such situations the number of people visiting the ENT clinic for audiologies is much much higher than it usually is and they come with a variety of problems like not able to hear blocked ear or tinnitus or ringing sound in the ear children and teenagers listening to loud sounds constantly or loud music constantly are also more prone to develop hearing loss later in life People with occupations involving exposure to noise above 85 decibels over an 8-hour period daily are also at risk. These include industries like mining, construction, drilling and agriculture. Very loud noises can damage the sensitive nerve endings in the inner ear, the delicate cells called cilia, and cause sensory neural hearing loss. Sensitivity to sound is different for each person. Sudden exposure to loud sound can cause a temporary sensory neural hearing loss which usually recovers after 24 to 48 hours but if sound is too loud or loud sound is too close or the loud sound is exposed for a long period of time which is usually more than 85 decibels then a permanent sensory neural hearing loss can occur and if 85 decibels is not as loud as you think it is sound from an ipod shuffle is usually 115 decibels and with fireworks it goes at almost 150 decibels very often tinnitus is a presenting complaint for some people so a person working in a noise of above 85 decibels should use noise protection devices like earplugs and earmuffs it's a simple concept to use it's like using you know goggles to protect your eyes from the uv rays of the sun you use earplugs to protect your ears from loud sound and it's also for musicians Apart from this people who have occupations which involve loud noise exposure should undergo periodic hearing screening or testing like an audiometry test 
and on the earliest sign of noise trauma like irritability buzzing sound in the ear or a difficulty in hearing you should visit your ENT surgeon as fast as possible remember to turn down the volume of your TV as well as your music player and don't stand near the source of the sound if there's a big speaker around unfortunately physicians cannot do much in a sensory neural hearing loss except prescribing hearing aids so the main aim of sensory neural hearing loss because of noise exposure is prevention and early detection management of hearing loss hearing loss in adults should be evaluated and managed properly taking care of the emotional and the social impact of the condition on the patient and his family hearing loss in both the ears may affect the professional life of a person the aim is to know the treatable cause and manage effectively to prevent further loss sensory neural loss which cannot be cured by medication should be started with a rehabilitation by hearing aids So the management of the hearing loss depends on the type of the hearing loss. Mainly there are three types of hearing loss: conductive, sensory neural and mixed. Conductive hearing loss is when something hampering the conduction of sound from your ear canal, eardrum or the ear ossicles and impairs the the transfer of the sound to reach the inner ear. This can be correct, corrected by medicines or by surgery. For example, if it's wax or a foreign body in the ear, then removal of the wax or the foreign body is the treatment of choice. If there's a block in the eustachian tube or fluid in the middle ear then the treatment is medicines or by a procedure of putting a small tube inside the eardrum which is known as a grommet if infection is the cause that is otitis media then medicines are the treatment of choice if the cause of hearing loss is a perforation of the eardrum then surgery that is tympanoplasty that is repair of the eardrum is the treatment of choice a condition called otosclerosis that is fixation of one of the small bones of the ear the treatment is a surgery called stepidectomy and a piston placement in the ear to better the hearing any other cause in the nose or the throat can be managed by medicine or by surgery sensory neural hearing loss when the problem is in the inner ear or the nerves of the hearing is very similar to someone who has a weak eyesight the causes of such a sensory neural hearing loss can be age most importantly any here any person who's beyond the age of 65 is very prone to having age related sensory neural hearing loss noise trauma can cause sensory neural hearing loss the condition called meniere's disease also leads to snhl after viral infections like mumps measles influenza herpes can also lead to snhl autotoxic drugs there are a lot of drugs which can cause damage to the inner ear and such drugs are called autotoxic drugs which can also lead to hearing loss hearing loss is often hereditary sometimes it's immune mediated sometimes it's endocrine metabolic disorder related and sometimes it's vascular or neurogenic and rarely it's also related to a tumor so management of sensory neural hearing loss mostly chronic sensory neural hearing loss cannot be cured and the person is prescribed to wear hearing aids when both the ears are affected and it's severe to profound hearing loss in that case cochlear implants which are electronic devices as a part of an which is implanted under the skin by surgery can also be successful 
some treatable causes if it's a sudden spontaneous rec- uh, hearing loss in that case recovery can be expected if uh, steroids are given at a proper time the underlying etiology presents in 10 to 15% should be identified and treated if it's immune mediated then steroids can help if it's a tumor then surgical removal of the tumor can help if it's autotoxicity then medicine should be stopped and there is a chance that the hearing can come back to normal hearing aids though hearing aids are not as good as the normal ear but if properly used and properly met with the requirements then it can comfort can compensate well for the hearing loss hearing aid should be fitted and customized to the individuals after thorough examination and proper hearing evaluation by the ENT specialist and the audiologist most patients are benefited but there is a limitation to the sound quality and background noise that means it works well in a quiet environment but some users have trouble have, have a lot of trouble uh, enjoying music or listening in crowded rooms where there is a lot of background noise in the next in the next segment let's talk all about hearing aids and how you can help somebody with sensory neural hearing loss deal with a brand new hearing aid but just remember that sensory neural hearing loss may be a shocking news to the patient and his relatives and a good doctor patient relationship and understanding is required to help accept the fact talk to your doctor family friends and persons with the same problem as you that is one of the best ways to make the treatment options which we have more productive and more likely to work helping the hearing impaired hear better sensory neural hearing loss can be a shocking news to patients and his relatives understanding is required to help accept the fact talk to your doctor family friends and other persons with the same problem to support you most patients are benefited by hearing aids but there is a limitation to sound quality and background noise that means it works well in a quiet environment but some users have trouble enjoying music and listening in a crowded room Hearing impaired persons take a long time to get used to hearing aids. Assistive listening listening devices, loop systems, FM systems, telephones and mobile amplifying devices can also help in the clarity of sound and music. Working together to hear better may be tough on everyone. It will take a lot of time for a hearing impaired person to get used to watching people as they talk and for people to get used to speaking louder and clearer. Be patient and continue to work together. what are the different treatment and devices that we can do to help people with hearing loss the first of course is hearing aids which are tiny instruments which make sounds louder quality of hearing aids is of utmost importance and it takes a few days to adjust but eventually the initial chaotic sounds disappear and the person is able to appreciate the difference personal listening systems these help you hear what you want to hear while eliminating other noises around you an auditory training system and loop system make it easier to hear in a crowded room fm systems and personal amplifiers are better for one to one conversations improving the fm or frequency modulation boost the performance of the hearing aid tv listening systems these help you listen to television or radio without being disturbed by other noises around you these systems can be used with or without hearing aids direct audio input hearing aids These are hearing aids that can be plugged into the TVs, stereos, microphones, audio trainers and personal FM systems 
to help you hear better. Telephone and mobile amplifying devices. If your hearing aid has a T switch, you can use a phone with an amplification coil with a T coil or a mobile phone with a loop set. It allows you to listen at a comfortable volume and helps lessen the background sound. A special type of telephone receiver and other devices are also available to make sounds louder on the phone. Assistive listening systems. Many auditoriums, movie theatres, churches, synagogues and other public places are equipped with a special sound system for people with hearing loss. These systems send sound directly to your ears and help you hear better. And finally, lip reading and speech reading is also another option. So how to treat your new way of hearing, that is getting used to a hearing aid. A hearing aid is not the same as a natural hearing, but with few weeks of regular use, a person usually adapts to it. The period of adjustment is required as the brain gets used to this new way of dealing with sound. At first, wear the hearing aid in your home environment. Wear the hearing aid only as long as you are comfortable wearing them. Read something aloud to yourself. Try listening to soft noises such as rustling of the paper or jiggling of the keys etc. Make a brief phone call. Have a conversation with a friend or a relative in calm, quiet surroundings. Watch a television show or listen to a radio program in a quiet surrounding. Have a conversation in a loud environment. It may take a few days or a few weeks to adjust. Even people with normal hearing do not hear every single word. In loud hearing situations, even people without hearing loss need to make an effort in order to hear what they need to hear and ignore the unwanted noise. Gradually increase the hours of wearing the hearing aid. Now over 15 to 20 days, increase the amount of time you spend with your hearing aid. Gradually extend the number of persons with whom you speak. Be patient and be focused. It's going to work out. How can friends and family help the hearing impaired? First and foremost, know about it and talk about this hearing loss. Make sure you face the person with the hearing loss and maintain eye contact when you talk. Your face and expression may help you to understand them better. Speak louder. You don't need to shout, just speak louder. Just talk more clearly and talk slowly. Turn off the TV or the radio if it's not required when you're talking to somebody. Be aware of the noise around you that can make his hearing more difficult like a vacuum cleaner or a washing machine or loud music at a real distance between the two of you. And finally, be patient. It's really important that relatives, friends and family support somebody with hearing loss and help them adapt to this new situation which has now come up. Believe me, that's the most crucial and the most important way to deal with hearing loss.